Besides still waters are comfort for the soul. Charles Spurgeon Do not be afraid. Genesis 15 verse 1 The Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. These words were spoken shortly after Abram had given his nephew Lot the choice of territories. Lot chose what appeared to be the best. Jordan's well-watered plain. Abraham, however, looked to the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Thus he lost nothing. Then the Lord appeared and seemed to say, Your nephew Lot trusted in what he could see. He followed the leaning of his own judgment and chose what seemed best for his immediate advantage. Abram, do not be afraid. You will not lose, for I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. You have chosen a good part and it will not be taken from you. Do not worry. The patriarch might have responded, O oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. Beloved, you have seen others suffer losses and it has probably depressed you. Regardless of what happens, do not be alarmed. God is your defense and refuge in the day of your trouble. You will be most secure in Him. You may have losses and afflictions, but they will not overwhelm you. You will be kept by God's power. He will deliver you out of every trial and affliction. He will be your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Genesis 22 verse 1 God does not put heavy burdens on weak shoulders. God educates and tests our faith by trials that increase in proportion to our faith. God expects us to do adult work and to endure adult afflictions only after we have reached a mature status in Christ Jesus. Therefore, beloved, expect your trials to multiply as you proceed toward heaven. Do not think that as you grow in grace, your path will become smoother and the sky calmer and clearer. Quite the contrary. As God gives you greater skill as a soldier of the cross, He will send you on more difficult missions. As He more fully equips your ship to sail in storms, He will send you on longer voyages to more boisterous seas so that you may honor Him and increase in holy confidence. You would think that in Abraham's old age, after he had come to the land of Beulah, after the birth of Isaac, and especially after the expulsion of Ishmael, he would have had a time of rest. But it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. But Abraham's story warned us never to plan on a rest from trials this side of the grave. The trumpet still plays the notes of war. You cannot sit down and put the victory wreath on your head. You do not have a crown. You still must wear the helmet and carry the sword. You must watch, pray, and fight. Expect your last battle to be the most difficult for the enemy's fiercest charge is reserved for the end of the day. Blessed beyond measure. Genesis 22 verse 17 The greatest blessing God gives is His presence. If I could choose any of life's blessings, I certainly would not ask for wealth, because wealth cannot bring freedom from pain, concern, or anxiety. I certainly would not ask for popularity, because there is no rest for the world's leaders. My choice 
My highest honor would be to have God with me always. When God is with us, there is no difference between Nebuchadnezzar's fiery furnace and a comfortable bed. It does not matter. We will be happy in either. If God is with us, if His divine love surrounds us, and we carry our own atmosphere and residence wherever we travel, and we can say with Moses, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. The individual who can say this is full of heaven, full of God, and blessed beyond measure. This is the privilege of all who truly believe in Jesus, of all who come out from the world, and of all who, like Abraham, live a life of faith. Bow your head, believer, and let the Lord God pronounce this blessing. I will bless you. If you are sorrowing, suffering, weary, or burdened, receive this blessing from God's own mouth. I will bless you. If you are poor, despise, or slander, this blessing is not shortened. Take it with you and go on your way rejoicing. The Lord's Presence Genesis 28 verse 16 The Puritans believed in an ever-present God. Oh, to be able to feel God everywhere, in the little as well as the great, in our rising up and our sitting down, in our going out and our coming in. I cannot imagine a life more blessed or a spirit more related to the spirit of the glorified than the mind and heart of the person who lives in God, who knows and feels that God is ever-present. If you are in personal danger, or in the midst of a storm, or facing illness, and if you hear a voice saying, Surely the Lord is in this place. You will be perfectly at rest. The anxious air grows pure if he is there. Lightning cannot strike you, or if it does it will be joy. The storm cannot devour you, nor can the hungry ocean engulf you. Or if one does, it is happiness if God is there. There is no need to fear. Nervousness is wickedness when the eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you. You may be in great poverty. Your walls may be bare and your furnishing scant. And still you may say, surely the Lord is in this place. Remember the old Christian's exclamation, with all this and my God present with me? Better to have poverty and fill his presence and tell him the world's riches and not know that he is here. Some of you are in deep affliction. Your difficulties are so great that you do not know where things will end and you are deeply depressed. But remember, surely the Lord is in this place. Some of you are called to some extraordinary duty and do not feel strong enough. Follow that call. For surely the Lord is in that place. He will help you. His arm will not be far off, so lean on him. His divine strength is not remote, because surely the Lord is in this place. To God of Bethel, Genesis 31, verse 13. Sometimes in deep depression, in the midst of the darkest shadows, Christ appears and seems sweeter than he ever was before. When all the created dreams have run dry, then the everlasting fountain bubbles up with a pure and cooling stream. Remember those occasions and the circumstances that made them cheerful and say, This God, even the God of Bethel, is still my God. If I am in trouble, if I am lonely, 
If I'm brought so low that literally I've nothing but a doorstep for my pillow. If I should lose house, home, and friends. And be left like an orphan with no one to shelter me. O God of Bethel, you, who cover my head and protect my spirit, you will still be with me. The God of Bethel is a God who concerns himself with the things of earth. He is not a God who shuts himself up in heaven. He is a God who has a ladder between heaven and earth. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him, even to his ears. God numbers our wanderings. He puts our tears in his bottle. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was on all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God has made me forget Genesis 4.1.51. Do you feel marked for sorrow? Are you the target of the arrows of affliction? Are you punished more than others? Do not sorrow. The arrows of affliction are sent by covenant love to prepare you for a special work that will yield a great blessing from your Heavenly Father. The day will come when you will be grateful for every blow even grateful for the bitter pangs of unkindness from friends. Joseph's brothers hated him, and they sold him into slavery. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. Yet, see the reward. For Joseph had exclusive blessings. His bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. The abundance of God's revelation is usually accompanied by a thorn in the flesh. Grief notwithstanding there will be born to you, as there was to Joseph, a Manasseh, for God will make you forget all your labor, and there will be an Ephraim, for God will make you fruitful in the land of your affliction. Instructed by affliction, you will become a comforter to the afflicted. All are against me, Genesis 42, verse 36. When racked with physical pain, we need the comforter. Some pain can be endured, but the sharp fangs of certain pains push into the marrow of our nature and horribly bore their way through the brain and the spirit. For such pains, much grace is needed. When your head throbs, when your heart palpitates, when your system is upset, it is natural to say with Jacob, All these things are against me. We complain of providence, but this is a time to apply the promise with power. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When pain gives every sign of increasing, when we wait for the surgeon with his dreaded knife, if we are to be sustained under suffering that makes a flesh shudder, we need the upholding gentleness of God. Fear not, for I am with you. This promise like the nightingale song is most sweet when heard in the night season. In the end, 
nothing to fear. Genesis 49 verse 33 Unless the Lord comes quickly, we will soon leave this body and expect to gather up our feet. We may expect to breathe our last and like our fathers go to meet our God. But do not let sorrow dim your eye. Do not let fear trouble your spirit. Because death is vanquished, we have no reason to fear. Courage, Christian soldiers, for you are encountering a vanquished enemy. If your master has been defeated, you might expect to be blown like chaff before the wind. But the power by which he overcame, he lends to you. Awaken all your powers to the conflict and strengthen them with the hope of victory. Remember this. The Lord's victory is your guarantee of victory. Because if the head conquers, the members cannot be defeated. You must conquer for Christ is conquered. The Holy Spirit is in you. Jesus himself has promised, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Are you afraid to die? Does the grave alarm you? Do not fear, for you cannot die. Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Oh, the comfort of the gospel.